If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a bunch of them, and most of them are free with Kindle Unlimited. Don't have Kindle Unlimited? No problem. They're all priced pretty cheap. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. The Storage Unit I was part of the Army Nurse Corps back when I was in the military. When I left the service, I did what a lot of other Army Nurse gals did, and got a job in the medical field. I enjoyed being a nurse. I've always liked helping people, but the medical field had gotten so damn politicized, I couldn't stomach anymore and quit. I bounced around from job to job until I finally found something I love. I buy abandoned storage lockers and sell the contents. It's pretty simple. Everyone is aware of storage facilities. They usually consist of a series of small garages that people rent to store items in. If someone stops paying for their storage unit, the storage facility will auction off the unit after they've given the non-payer sufficient time and notice. Storage unit auctions differ from normal auctions. Rather than auctioning off items individually, the bidders are bidding on the entire contents of the unit. And bidders do not get to go into the locker and look around. The auctioneer will open up the storage locker and give everyone a few minutes to gaze inside, but without stepping foot into the locker. It can be a bit of a crapshoot, Some units are gold mines, some turn out to be garbage dumps. It was a Thursday evening in western Kentucky, and I was at Sam's Secure Storage. It was one of the larger storage facilities in the region. Fortunately, the storage units were all indoors because there was a nasty storm tearing through the area. The rain pounding on the metal roof of the facility was deafening. The thunder was literally shaking the building. Due to inclement weather, the auction was nearly void of bidders, which was good for me. The less competition, the better. The bad news was that most of the units were practically empty or full of trash. But lucky for me, the final storage unit of the day looked promising. I could see a fair amount of furniture inside. I had a good connection with the local used furniture store and could usually unload that stuff quickly for a hefty profit. There was only one other serious bidder for the storage unit. He bid me up to 400 bucks before he bowed out. I could easily see over a thousand bucks worth of furniture inside there, so this was going to be a nice score for me. After everyone else dispersed, I stayed alone in the storage facility, stepped into the unit, and started digging through it. 
As I began sifting through some of the boxes at the front of the unit, I could hear the rain start to dissipate and then abruptly end. The pounding of the rain was replaced by the eerie silence of the storage facility. There was something ominous about Sam's secure storage building. It was huge. It was like a factory housing thick corridors lined with cold gray metal storage unit doors. The walls of the facility were cinder block. The walls in the corridor I was in were covered in worn, flaking, dark green paint. And this place was old. I believe I heard old Sam once say that he thought the place was built back in the 1930s. The unit was quite full, so I was going to be there for a while. Old Sam was probably still in the front office, which was all the way at the other end of the building, but otherwise, I was alone. And I really hated being alone in this place. It just gave off a sinister vibe. I started pulling all the furniture out into the corridor. It was older furniture than I thought and was in relatively good shape. The unit was going to turn an even bigger profit than I initially expected. Once the furniture was out in the corridor, I could see what else was in the unit. There were a lot of boxes full of men's clothes. They were in decent shape. I'd make a few bucks off of that. There were about a dozen tarps that had never been opened, and I found multiple sets of surgical knives that were in pristine condition. Then I noticed the shelving units on the back wall of the unit. It was an old wooden shelving unit that had been permanently attached to the wall. The first thing I noticed on the shelf were five covered petri dishes. They were stacked neatly next to each other. On top of each dish was a strip of tape. Each petri dish had a name written on the tape. Sarah, Heidi, Lois, Molly, and Bonnie. I picked up one of the dishes and crinkled my brow in confusion as I tried to ascertain what the contents were. At first, I thought they were dried onions, or perhaps coconut peelings. When I finally realized what I was looking at, I quickly set the petri dish back down. Ew! They were fingernail clippings. Next to the petri dishes were five clear jars. Again, each had a label with a different name on them. The names were the same, Sarah, Heidi, Lois, Molly, and Bonnie. Each of the jars contained a lock of hair bound together by a rubber band. Sarah, Heidi, and Lois were black-haired women. Molly evidently had brown curly hair, and Bonnie was a bleached blonde. Next to the hair jars were another set of five jars, all stacked in a neat, tidy row. Again, each jar was labeled individually with each of the five women's names, all in the same order. I couldn't tell what was in these jars. At first, I thought it was full of dead spiders, which had me a little freaked. I more than a little freaked when I recognized what was really in the jars. Pubic hair. The first three jars were filled to the brim with black pubic hair, the fourth with dark brown, and the fifth, well, it appeared that Bonnie was a true fair-haired blonde after all. To say I was disgusted was an understatement. I was going to make sure I wore rubber gloves when I tossed these nasty jars into the trash. 
Then my gaze shifted to the neatly stacked cassette tapes next to the jars of pubic hair. Each tape had each girl's name written on the front of it. I noticed an old cassette tape player sitting next to the tapes. It was plugged into a socket in the wall. So I put the tape labeled Sarah into the cassette player and hit the play button. There was approximately 10 seconds of silence, followed by the anguished cries of a woman. I quickly hit the stop button. I had listened to enough distressed cries of pain when I was in the army to know that what I was hearing on the tape was authentic. I started stepping toward the storage unit entrance. I hoped old Sam was still in the office so I could report this to him, and quite frankly, I just didn't want to be alone. As I took a step toward the entrance, I noticed a round metal ring hanging off of one of the cinder block walls. It seemed so out of place that I paused for a moment and stared at it. That's when I realized that the cinder block wall around the metal ring looked strange. There was something off about it. After a moment, I realized that it wasn't a cinder block wall at all. Someone had installed a false wall in the storage unit, and that metal ring was the handle. My better judgment said no, just leave it be and get out of there. But my curiosity won out and I slowly, carefully, pulled the false wall open. I stepped forward and found myself in a tiny dark room. I flashed my light on the wall to the left and found another wooden shelving unit. Like the ones at the back of the unit, this was lined with jars, each donning one of the women's names. Each jar was filled with the pale liquid. Immersed in the liquid was a hacked-off finger. I let out a gasp and swung the beam of light to the right side of the wall, illuminating another row of shelves. This one housed large jars and I found myself staring eye to eye with the decapitated heads of Sarah, Heidi, Lois, Molly, and Bonnie. I let out a muffled scream and immediately turned to run but froze in my tracks when I heard heavy footsteps echoing through the corridor outside. Someone was coming. I ducked back into the false wall room next to the decapitated heads as the footsteps grew louder. I then heard voices and recognized one of them as Old Sam. He was frightened and pleading with somebody. We tried to contact you several times. You never answered your phone. You never answered our letters. The voice that replied was deep and raspy. I was away. Old Sam continued to plead with the deep-voiced man. His voice was now trembling with fear. You should have called and let me know you were going to be away and couldn't pay. We, 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 could, have, we, we could have worked something out. I was in prison and then they deemed me insane and sent me to a mental institution which worked out fine for me. It was much easier to escape from. It was at this time that the two men entered the storage facility. The deep-voiced man was enraged. My storage unit, it's a mess, what happened? We, 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 we sold it. Sold it to whom? M Melissa, Melissa Moorhead, she won the auction. She bought the unit. The deep man's voice was dripping with intrigue as he spoke. Melissa? 
A woman? What does this woman look like? Uh, she's... she's tall. Is she fat? No, no, she's not fat. Is she a skinny girl? No, I wouldn't describe her as skinny either. She's well proportioned for her height. What color is her hair? Uh, blonde, kind of a sandy blonde. Mmm, blonde. And do you think Melissa has blonde hair everywhere? Old Sam seemed bewildered. He didn't know how to answer the perverted question. Who would? The deep-voiced man was furious by Old Sam's lack of a timely response and finally came into my view as he shoved Old Sam against the wall. Answer me! I was disappointed to see the size of the man. He was a lot taller than me and had long arms. I can handle myself just fine, but likely wouldn't be a match for this guy. The tall man had his hands wrapped around Old Sam's throat and was squeezing with ferocious force. Maybe back in his prime, Old Sam could have given this tall guy a go, but not in his current elderly state. I could see Old Sam's eyes rolling back into his head. He was going to be dead if I didn't do something, so I stepped out of the shadows and yelled, Hey! The tall man immediately let Old Sam go and spun around to face me. The man was pale with short spiked blonde hair. His eyes were unusually large and he had a deep scar running from one side of his forehead all the way down to his chin. I could try to fight my way out of this, but I'd probably end up on the floor like old Sam. I had to think of another tactic and fast. I quickly grabbed the jar that held Sarah's head. I could see by the tall man's panicked expression that he didn't want any harm to come to his trophies, and that's all the information I needed. I hurled the huge jar against the storage unit. As it shattered to the concrete floor, the tall man let out a loud bellow and rushed to the fallen head, bent down and cradled it in his arms. If I were alone, this would have given me enough time to get to my truck and peel out of there, but I couldn't leave Sam. He was nearly unconscious, coughing on the floor. I quickly grabbed the jar that held Heidi's head. I lifted it high in the air and rushed up behind the tall man who was stooping over. I brought it down with all of my might. It shattered over his head which sent him crashing to the floor. I hurried over to old Sam, slung his body over my shoulders and carried him out of the storage facility and into my truck. I drove for at least five miles before I pulled over and called the cops. When the police got there, the tall man was gone. I have no doubt he's out there somewhere collecting more fingernails, variety of hair, and heads for his collection. Whenever I think of how close I came to being part of his trophy case, I break out in goosebumps. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter 
and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. Most of my books are now available as audiobooks. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash audiobooks. Hello, my crazy maniacal friends. If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to maniacontheloose.com slash support. Believe me, this maniac appreciates it very much. That's maniacontheloose.com slash support. (laughs) 